Good evening and welcome to Kitchen Radio. My name is Rita Katoni and my guest tonight is Yasmin Mushabash. Hey. The opening song was Alison Krause and Robert Plant singing Stick With Me Baby. And tonight we're talking stick food. So, Yasmin, let's talk about stick food and why. Oh. So what is stick food? Let's start off with the obvious question because um, you were you were just so – I'm going to talk stick food. So I was like, yeah, what is stick food? And then obviously it's – Well, it's food on, food on a stick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, but it sounds so much better like stick food. I know, I know. And it's um, – a friend of mine actually calls it that and I've been calling it stick food ever since I heard her say it. But if you Google stick food, it'll still come up. No, no, you do. Like a lot of them say it's food on a stick, but like it's become like it's – is it hipster or it's it's hip either way at the moment? I think stick food. Oh, it's yeah, very there's a thing going on. There is yeah. a thing going on, yeah. Yeah, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. Do you know why there's a thing going on, or is it just something that comes around every couple of years? Suddenly, eating food on a stick is uh, is popular. I have no idea why, except the obvious reasons. It's super delicious, and it's fresh. Like you got to eat it hot, and. I don't know, it's just so yummy and you can do pretty much anything. The question is, is there anything you can't do? But before we do that, <laughs> I, I found this lovely quote and I, I can't remember where it came from, but it says, At its best, stick food bears a whiff of the grill, the memory of summer, the serendipity of street food and the elemental pleasure of eating something directly off what it was cooked on. Mm. Yeah, I thought that was lovely. So, look, it's obviously, you know, eating food on a stick and we can talk about the ver- the variations in terms of the sticks and and it's cooking it in a particular way. So I thought it'd be good to start off talking about the, the cooking utensils and talking about, talk about the whole process cause, because prior to the show we were talking and I was saying that I, I never cook stick food and one of the reasons is that I, I don't have a barbecue and I'm not a very skilled cook when it comes to managing fire and managing mm. sort of like heat other than an oven and turning it on and monitoring <laughs> it that way. So could we talk about like the, the cooking methods of stick sure. food? Like, is it always a barbecue? Um, well, a barbecue or open fire. Heat beads? Um, heat beads are awesome. I actually think probably like char grilled like anything where you can char grill and get a bit of the wood flavour as well is mm-hmm. the nicest. So, you know, at home I only have a gas barbecue, but sometimes when I have a fire, then do that there, I'll yeah. do it on the fire because it's just yummier. Mm-hmm. And is it a, is it a like a, a Weber or is it something else? Oh, no, fire, I mean, just I mean, my fireplace. But when you're, yeah. with your gas barbecue, what type of, a, is it a special one? Mm, it's very unspecial. I don't okay, know no if it even has a brand. That's how <laughs> unspecial it is, but it cooks no really worries. well. But you can also do some skewers deep fried as well. I just thought I'd put that out there. And, yeah. of course, there's stick food that you don't cook at all, like, the, like some like of the sweet things. things. And yeah, 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 exactly. So it's not necessarily yeah. about the, the cooking either. Yeah, that's No, just but one. I would think that because you kind of get, you know, that basically meat on a stick everywhere. So in the mm. Middle East, yes. you get it in the Middle East. You get lots and lots of it in Asia, Southeast Asia in South America, in the Caribbean. So yep. like it's, it's just a really cool way of cooking meat on a stick that I think has been around for forever. I would say so because, I mean, wh- what it what it does is it means you don't need utensils to mm. eat it with. I mean, that's the beauty mm. of it is that you can take it straight off the fire. Your hands don't need to be anywhere near it. And so, like, from a like from a sanitary perspective, it's, it's perfect. Mm. I understand that you don't always eat stick food 
off a stick because sometimes, in fact, some stick food is cooked on mm. metal skewers and, and that food is like, a, 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 I suppose, a kebab, is that you would normally take the kebab off that metal skewer yeah, onto yeah. a plate and eat it. And then there's also different types of metal skewers. So you've yes. got like the long flat ones and the round ones and say different meat for different skewers. Oh, really? Mm. I didn't know. That. I realised there were different skewers, but mm. I was going to ask you why would you choose one skewer over another skewer? The round ones you kind of put like minced meat type things mm-hmm. on and the flat ones they're like a little sort that go through actual pieces okay. of meat yeah. in the Middle East anyways. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Look, I can remember my uh, Greek Cypriot um, father-in-law sort of cooking lots and lots of chicken on a skewer outside mm. this. Oh, like a, I just couldn't work out what the point of it is. But I think over time I'm starting <laughs> to understand that. And do you like bamboo skewers? I do. Like just the plain ones? Because you can get double ones and flat ones and all sorts of different, or at least three different types of yeah. bamboo and skewers. Then, yeah, different um, widths. So mm. there's like the, the thicker ones, I suppose, give you more flavour. And But you need to like use the right stick for the right Exactly, food. because if, it, if it's meat, you probably want a metal skewer, yeah. Yeah, but also like the size of the bamboo skewer, so... I don't know, like if you put halloumi on it, if the skewer is too big, oh, then halloumi. it breaks the halloumi. I never thought of that. Yeah. So okay. you kind of have to have a you know, thin yep. one for halloumi and you can use a thicker one for other things. And okay. Do you always soak your bamboo skewers in water? Um, I do when I remember. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously you don't need to soak your metal skewers in water. Yeah. No, and it's mostly just so that they don't burn, but I don't yeah. mind like if, you know, it yeah. burns off a little bit at the end. You know, are there any kind of rules around stick food? Like I did wonder about whether or not you need to think through, you know, like, you know, different foods cook, have different speeds of cooking <laughs> and then you've got to kind of get the size of that. So there, there is almost a mathematical equation, isn't there, as you're putting together certain, well, not necessarily yeah. ingredients, but certain items onto yeah. a stick. You have to think through. Yeah, no, you've got to work that. that out and... In fact, I've got one story, like that friend that I talked about who first called it stick food. Like, I mean, I've been eating stick food all my life, but I never called it stick food until she called it stick food. And we had a stick food party and she came, I think, one and a half hours late mm-hmm. because she made this amazing stick food that was different types of fish and different types of mushroom and different types of vegetables they all had their own cooking time, so she cooked it all separately. Oh, so, then, so she wasn't combining them on the one stick, she just had one stick of one fish? No, 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 what oh. she did is she cooked each thing in the right order so that they were all ready at the same time, yeah. but then she put them on sticks. Oh, no. <laughs> Poor old thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, they were the most delicious things, but, um, yeah, lots of extra labour and not it quite. Is. Plus also, like, I suppose what I'm thinking is that as you combine things and they cook together, in fact, the juices from the different mm. items mm. actually go and flavour each other, and that's one of the things I imagine that makes stick food Absolutely. so much fun yeah. is that you're, not, you're, you're combining flavours in, in yeah. an unusual way. Yeah. And you're thinking, you know, if I put that halloumi next to maybe that tomato or next to that zucchini, well, that might work or maybe that won't work. Maybe it's better with eggplant because the way eggplant cooks mm-hmm. is different. Yeah. yeah. So they're all the things you're, uh, you're yeah. taking into consideration yeah. when you're designing a stick food. Yep. So yeah. you've got to think about all of that when yes. you do. And what about other things like, like I like the the idea of thinking about like mouthfeel or, or, or texture as well. Like mm. as you, you know, because I suppose we're more talking bamboo skewers here. So you're talking about a mouthful aren't you so you take it off and you're eating it 
a mouthful. Yeah. Yeah. Trying not to skewer your tongue or your cheek in the process. But, um, <laughs> it's not that hard. I think I've done that before. Maybe that was why Maybe I'm that's not why you're not so interesting yeah, yeah, food. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, you don't want two of the same textures together. Like you wouldn't want no, to. No, and, and I mean, that's the fun thing to actually just have like a little, like have little morsels that kind of complement each other mm. all in the one thing. So, yeah, you want to try and, yeah, have different textures and you know contrast say sweet and salty things mm. or and put them all on the one stick yeah and are you also thinking about the aesthetic here so what that's going to look like what that sort of stick mm. food's going to look like when it, you take it off the grill yeah that is yeah. important isn't it yeah yes. yeah and usually it looks amazing do you think stick food tastes better i like the quote that you had at the beginning because to me it's kind of a summer thing uh-huh. and yeah, it's it's just the taste of summer. It's just delicious. And, yeah, if I have the choice between frying a piece of meat in a mm. frying pan or getting it on a stick, I'll have it on a stick. Yeah. This is the best thing that I found out about, <laughs> read it out, which is that um, retronasal olfaction is the scientific reason as to why food tastes better on a stick. There you have it. For this reason, if you eat food off a stick, the food is getting closer to your nose, which will enhance the flavour. Mm. Like, it's fantastic that there's actually a scientific reason why stick food tastes better because as you're eating it, you're actually sniffing it at the time, same yeah. time. Yeah. And that, you know, all, you know, like taste is so associated with smell yeah. as well. So you're getting that whole extra boost of um, sensation, I suppose, as there you're eating you it. Very, very, very exciting. What do you think? Do you think double or single stick? So again, does it depend on what you do? Totally depends on what you do. I think it's a matter of because, like with the double sticks, you can only cook from two sides rather than from four sides. Or like oh, do you cook from four sides? If oh, you have, of course. If you have it's just one stick, well, four sides if it's, it's like square things, or yeah. like you kind of keep rolling it if it's whatever. Whereas with a double stick, you can only cook the two sides Um, so it depends on what you have on the double sticks and it depends on like some things just hold together better with a double stick tell me about hipster (laughs) hipster stick food i love this well i think like because you know when every like how things go like they kind of get swept up and they become all the thing and then I always think hipsters are. go a little bit overboard with whatever it is. They just go too far, yes, I know. Yes, and, then, and then it becomes like, you know, passe yeah. and no one wants anything to yeah. do with it. But I think it's I think it's fun at the moment, particularly in New York, I understand. It's oh, pretty. It's, There's yeah. whole sort of like stick food restaurants. Yep, yep. Yeah. They're all over the place. And actually one of the things that people are going crazy with is sweet stick food. Okay, I get that. And, well... I actually get sweet stick food. Well, there you go. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I, I don't mind some of it, but it's kind of like sometimes I go, why, why are you even putting it on a stick? Like there's no reason to put it on the stick. So like, you can get like wafers and strawberries and stuff like, you know, all like wafer, yeah. strawberry, wafer, strawberry, wafer, strawberry on a oh, stick. Yeah. But why would you do that? You could just like have a wafer and, or like a waffle or like, you know, things like that where you go, yeah, it's true. just presentation. It's, yeah. It has nothing to do with... Enhancing the flavour or, 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 or putting, yeah. putting flavours yeah. together that you yeah. wouldn't normally, yeah. yeah. I mean, is there, are there any foods, this is the question, before we look at the Grub Street sort of, um, I think it's called the Grub Street Eatery in New York and, and their menu. Um, but 
like I read somewhere like there's nothing that you can't put on a stick and I was like oh I love that idea um and so I saw a photo of someone with an egg you go like an egg an egg mm. is liquid like so mm. you think liquid things don't go on sticks but in fact it was like I um it was a boiled egg sliced in half with bacon wrapped around it yeah and I had yeah, a through that, it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah that was really beautiful and yeah. um rice in fact I think Dina who was on the show when we were just recently talking about Indonesian food actually talked about those little sort of sticky rice parcels and mm. I think sometimes they're actually uh, have have them on stick food. Yeah, oh, there you go. There you go. There must be some things that you just wouldn't. Oh, pasta. Put on. Why would you want to put pasta on exactly. a stick? Exactly. No pasta. What about bread? You might put bread on a stick, though, hey? Like a cubed bread. Yeah. As part of something else. Yeah, you could do that. Right. So no pasta, but we've worked out that you could do rice. Like you could do sticky rice that's been moulded with a stick yeah. through that. You can do eggs. And eggs, there's lots of, um, you know, like in Southeast Asia, you know, those little stalls where you get a broth and then you get all these different things to put in. Mm. There's often like quail eggs on a stick. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Are they little boiled quail eggs? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, obviously not, not any sauces. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> unless there's kind of like a block frozen sauce. Yeah. Yeah. Soup. Soup. No, no. But I suppose they're getting onto foods. If we, if we sort of... Stick to like ingredients. Like you can put beans on a stick. You can put capsicum on a stick. And I've got a recipe here for it. Yeah. Actually, one of the things I didn't think were necessarily good for stick food we had on uh, my housemate made and it was actually very delicious, which was Brussels sprouts. I mean, I've been doing like baked Brussels sprouts, yeah. but they get this toffeeish thing that happens. Yeah, and then also if you cooked. marinate them in like pomegranate molasses. Before oh. you put them, like, so you half them, put them on a stick, marinate yep. them in oh, pomegranate molasses, and because then you get the caramelized burnt bits. And oh, yeah. It's pretty good. So, yeah, Brussels sprouts, put them on a stick. Okay, look, I'm going to put a challenge out there. I've never done this before on Kitchen Radio, so this is the first. If you're listening out there and you've got some ideas of stick food or you want to give us a challenge and say, I don't think you can put this on stick food, the number here is 0410-218-333. I'll say that again, 0410-218-333. And I'll get it straight up on my screen here and I can actually have a look at it. So this uh, is it the Grub, this Grub Street sort of cafe in New York. It's got lots of really, you know, that's where the, the boiled egg is mm. and dumplings. Like, would you, I think they've actually got dumplings. And he says a whole big Japanese oh, huge. thing. Yeah. Sticks in Japan. Like yakitori. So big. Yeah. 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 Uh, have you eaten stick food in Japan? Sure have. Oh, okay. Can yeah. you tell me what you ate? Oh, my God. Like, so much. <laughs> so many Chicken oyster yakitori, for example. <laughs> I think the very first one that I remember was where we were in like some little bar in Kobe and they brought like these teeny weeny barbecues where like each person had like or like you had one between two mm-hmm. of you and you know there's your glasses of beer and mm-hmm. whatever else and then and then they brought like teeny weeny little sticks and you just put them on the barbecue and kind of just so cook you them while you oh, okay and so this is not like a restaurant this is just at a pub it's just like little okay. little snacks oh. and um so they they'd already done the skewering yeah because in japan it's yeah. quite important not to yeah not to touch your food yeah, yeah. and then you just kind of put them on that burner thing and mm-hmm. and you know turn oh. them around every so often and then nibble and that would be so fun because you're like you're going out for a drink and yet you've got this kind of focus as well mm. like you're talking and drinking and you're like i'll just turn that over and so you obviously wouldn't want to be drinking too much and forget about <laughs> cooking <laughs> your skewers you know but um yeah that would because that could be lots of yeah. fun yeah, yeah. 
Oh, and this was one that I, I just didn't quite get, and it's from um, Peru, and it's called a um, beef heart anticucho. And I can't quite work out what it is, but it looks like it's beef heart. And then what they've done is after they've cooked it, they've put something like a guacamole sauce or guacamole and a, a very sort of smooth sauce over it. So do you think sauces are an important part of stick food? Yep. Okay. Is yep. It, so you're not talking marinade here? So there's also the idea of, of a lot mm. of foods need to be marinated mm. as well. Well, I think you can do both, actually. I, well, I'm, I'm a big sauce fan mm-hmm. and a big marinade fan and you know why why only have one okay yeah yeah um i've got this other one here which is a gorgonzola apple and honey kushiagi i think it is and i'll just describe it so it looks like it's a metal double pronged skewer and then it's got some maybe some gorgonzola i love gorgonzola and then it's got some shredded apple and then it's got this little like dropper um with honey and then i think um, the cubes of gorgonzola are, are, are battered and deep fried, and then the the, um, the apples just uh, julienne. It's just like a garnish, and then as you eat it, it's kind of like an intravenous honey drip that you put on <laughs> it. Do you think they're going a little bit far? A little bit. Like I mean, I so want to try it, but I'm also yeah. going over the top, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And I, also, does it need to be on the stick? Does it need to have a dripper? Probably you know, not, but it looks pretty cute. It looks amazing. <laughs> <laughs> now, you often get those potato – I mean, this is called mm. a potato tornado, but you actually get them here at the um, – At the markets. Very yeah. the markets, yeah. yeah. Now, they're a classic street food, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah where you – they spiral the yeah. uh, potato. Now, that's deep fried. There you so go. So, there you go. Yeah. So, deep fry is – but, in fact, so it's not so much the cooking with that, but it's the um, – I suppose the, almost like the performance or the whole – not necessarily well, that, the but the, the presentation. The presentation for sure. But also the cooking because, you know, having the spiral the sort spiral of kind of cooks the potato totally differently to how you would yeah. cook it otherwise. Yeah, and that it actually gets to – like pot- potato remains whole, so it's presented as a whole potato. But on a stick. On a stick, <laughs> you know. What about corn dogs yeah. or hot dogs? I like that. That's your classic kind of bad stick food because – a lot of the foods, some of the foods we're talking about could actually be, be quite healthy, I suppose. Mm. But I think, uh, well, Americans call them corn dogs. We, we, we would call them hot dogs on a stick, so not the hot dogs on a, yep. in a roll, yeah. There's some really naughty food that I just like, you know. Like I'm not even going to say it on air. Some people would be shocked. <laughs> but there are some foods, and it's just probably just a, there's a nostalgic sort of association I have with them. So do you um, have a nostalgic association with corn dogs? I was just going to say you would have to have a nostalgic association, and because I don't, because I g- didn't grow up with them, I find it almost impossible to eat them. Okay. I think I've had one corn dog in my entire life, and I just like, I can't. Like, it sounded delicious, and then I tried, and I went like, no, sorry, I can't do this. So yeah. I reckon it's the thing. Like, if you if you eat them as a kid, yeah, then you know it's fine. But if you have your first corn dog as an adult, um, yeah, why? Why? Actually, work. I'm not a big fan of corn dogs. <laughs> it's not what I get at the show. What I get at the show is the waffle with the cream in it, and that's a little bit like a stick food because you're, again, you're. It's uh, you know, yeah. you don't actually have a stick. Actually, you're holding it up. one yep. show stick food that we had when I was a kid. I don't know if you get that here. Um, might not be the right weather, but it was like a stick with grapes that had been dunked in chocolate. Oh, okay. 
So that was that was fair stick food. Yeah, so I mean I suppose from a cooking perspective there's some things you can do with stick food that you can't do with other foods, mm. isn't there? Like yeah. and, and that idea that you can I suppose present things in like a in a in a state in a semi sort of motion state. Like how else would you present chocolate chocolate covered grapes? That's right. You know, yeah. because you would always somehow there'd always be one part of the grape <laughs> that would be flat or something like yeah. that. Um, so it allows you to present sort of foods in a way that you wouldn't normally maybe be able to. Can you think of any others that are so wacky before we get on to the recipes? I don't know whether I would call chocolate-covered grapes wacky because, see, mm. I get all nostalgic talking about them because they <laughs> are just... I must say it doesn't have much appeal to me, but I can also... Well, they I'm, are my corn dog, then. <laughs> but from an aesthetic point of view I actually I, I'm, I'm seeing that they could work you know just that you know because grapes are such beautiful little sp- spherical mm. um, objects and the fact that you could yeah. actually coat them in chocolate um, and present them sort of coated in chocolate mm. without any damage to that to that chocolate coating candy apples are the other thing on sticks <gasps> of course toffee apples yeah 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 so show food yeah 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 so naughty food mm. around foods yeah yeah I mean, around around sticks, not around foods. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, that's. I think that's all the sort of the background and the context I want to give on um, stick foods. Is there anything else you want to sort of add to that before we go to a mid-show song? No, I'm good. I'm getting hungry though. Okay, so I really. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to go for a mid-show song. Um, look, this is a Teskey Brothers. I'm a bit of a Teskey Brothers fan, and this doesn't mention the word stick, but it, it's kind of. You know, it, it's in the theme of today, so the songs never tear us apart. And I was just so <laughs> excited when I saw this. I was like, like, it's like all those little bits of food that you're pushing on to the skewer and, like, you're never going to tear them apart <laughs> until you're going to eat them. And that was the Teskey Brothers with uh, Never Tear Us Apart as a homage to all those items of food that get pushed onto skewers and um, kebabs. And we hope that it's only us who eat them that will tear them apart. <laughs> Okay, so this is the uh, second part of uh, the, the show. Kitchen Radio has always has two parts. The first part is when we talk about the topic and the second part is when we have recipes. Now, just to recap, my guest tonight is Yasmin Mushabash and we are talking stick food or food on a stick. So we're going to go through a couple of recipes here and um, the first one, Yasmin, is grilled pineapple and jerk chicken kebabs so there's a funny little story about this <laughs> which was um i i've been trying to track down yasmin all week because i always like to have a you know one-on-one chat with my guests before the show and i s- went to Eastside chops last night and i was getting as i was getting in the car and I hadn't been able to get hold of yasmin because kept missing each other i saw <laughs> yasmin walk into the supermarket and so i rushed out and followed her and harassed her and we were talking about the show and then as you were leaving i think you had about three minutes I said, and um, what's the thing? What's the thing with this uh, grilled pineapple and jerk chicken kebabs? And you said, yeah, well, it's jerk. And I was like, oh, like jerky. And you're like, no. And there was this young guy out who was, what was he? He was spruiking something out yeah, in front of yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you said, to him, do you know what jerky is? Like, yeah, I know. And it's like the world seemed to yeah. know what jerk was. It's <laughs> yeah, like, do so you know what jerk? Yes, I know. Yes, I, I was know. standing there going, jerk. And he was going, jerk. Do you know jerk? <laughs> <laughs> and Rita's going, oh, I don't know if it's jerk. And I know. He's going, jerk, Rita, jerk. <laughs> <laughs> what? You don't know what jerk is? You run a show called Kitchen Radio and you don't know what jerk is. I know. I had to rush home and, um, 
um, quickly get out my computer and uh, look up what jerk was. So uh, I do understand that it's a Jamaican jerk spice and it's made with that. Uh, it's got a really hot spice and it's also got allspice in it. Mm. Sounds great. It's delicious. And it's almost always on meat. Yeah. 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 That's, it's actually the Scotch bonnet peppers. It's a particular type of pepper and I don't know what it is about Scotch bonnet peppers that make them... Scotch bonnet peppers. Maybe it's just a flavour or a heat. I don't know. Yeah, you can use habaneros as well. Okay, so it's but heat. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and a flavour there. But I do find that, you, you know, any kind of chilli you use, is mm-hmm. like, they're also different. Like, they, they do different things. So. Yeah, well, I don't know. Like, we stopped eating chilli in my household um, almost 19 years ago on account of oh my God. having a child. And now we've told him like time time to man up it's time to eat chili so we've gone um, we've gone back to eating chili finally after all these years oh my god how did you manage oh we just you know we'd always have the chili separate yeah but we used to eat heaps of chili so yeah like we're just mm. going back there so tell me about this grilled pineapple and jerk chicken kebab. Is this your number one recipe or these are all... No, no, no. no. Um, this is one that I really like, but my favourite one comes later. Okay. I just like the combination. I actually quite like the combination of meat and fruit on sticks. Mm. Normally I don't. Like, you know, it's like I don't... It's, it's not something I really like, but I like it when it's been barbecued and I especially like it when it's pineapple. Yeah. Like I just love What is it about pineapple? pineapple? Yeah. Like pineapple off, off the fire just tastes so delicious. Mm. And then, so yeah, so what you have is that contrast between the sweet, juicy pineapple and mm-hmm. the kind of spicy chicken. Like with that's been dry yeah. rubbed. So do you marinate it? Um, or is it just rubbed with the spice? Well, there's two different ways you can, like the, well, I don't, I don't know very much about it, but I think the traditional way is to have a dry rub. And um, but you can also make it as a marinade. I've looked it up, and there was a lot of recipes with marinades. I've only mm. ever cooked it with a dry rub, but I suppose you can do it yeah. other way. Maybe maybe they have the marinades because so many people in Australia use chicken breast rather. Than yeah, I was going to say thigh. which part of the chicken ch- yeah, is this thighs, a chicken breast or thigh? Thighs. Yeah, yeah look, so I can. I, look, I would never use breast, but um, look, actually, I'm not a big fan of thighs, but I do use them a lot because they've got a lot more flavour and they don't dry out in the same yeah, way that yeah, breast does. Yeah. yeah. So I reckon you know use the rub on thighs and mm. the marinade on chicken breasts, maybe, hmm. and then yeah, and then kind of alternate. You can either alternate chicken and pineapple and that'll do Mm -hmm. or you can you know put like red onion and capsicum on there as as well well. yeah going back to just some of the sort of about sort of questions about kebabs like would you have a couple of different types of kebabs at a meal and then everybody sits down and eats it together or are you just like cooking the kebabs and people are eating as they're cooked in terms of entertaining that's my favorite way of doing it so you know if the weather is not too hot and not too cold and everyone can sit in the backyard and you kind of just hang around the barbecue mm-hmm. and you can take turns with the barbecue. Mm. But you kind of just do one type of stick food after the next. Okay. And then, you know, you just kind of... Hand it, it around. Yeah. Um, yeah. So everybody's not waiting till all the stick food's yeah. cooked and then you sit down and have a plate yeah. with stick oh, food. Oh, we've done that as well. But okay. then, you know, it's a bit sad because some of it is, you know... Cold. Cold. Yeah, and, <laughs> and you want to eat this wanna hot. Eat it straight yeah, away. Yeah, so yeah. I really like the milling about, having a drink trying one stick and then trying another mm. stick and then you know the, there's different foods coming up all the time they're really really different from each other but you kind of just talk and 
stand around and have fun and, and you're mm. not just focused on the food. Because you have stick food nights, don't you? Well, we've had a few. <laughs> it's not like you a had regular more than thing. one. I was like, oh, my God, you haven't invited me to that. But well, I guess who's going to be invited for the next stick food night? And so everybody there brings their yeah. own stick. And yeah. are they then responsible for cooking that stick food? Well... To be honest, we haven't had enough stick food nights to okay. have a real rule book to sure. go with it, but we can make that a okay. rule. That's a good rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you think people get enough to eat with stick food? You don't think that they tend to drink a little bit more because you're waiting for the stick food to cook? No, no, no. no. Everyone gets enough Like because everyone brings stick food and then you eat everyone's sticks. So oh. you actually end up eating quite a lot, but you eat it over a long time. So you have like a little bit and then you have a little bit and then you have a little yeah. bit. And... We've always had leftovers too. Sure. And I suppose even if you're not a really great cook, stick food's pretty easy oh, like, to do. Like, like, I mean, as we said in the first half, you just have to put some things on the stick and put them on the barbecue. Yeah, can, it's very yeah. hard to go wrong. Yeah. And like actually one of the really simple ones that was totally delicious was oh, we had like some really nice sausage from Milner's and then just cut it up into like little pieces yeah. and then just have like sausage and then cherry tomato and then capsicum onion sausage cherry tomato capsicum wow. onion and so it's much easier to cook than a whole sausage yeah yeah and quicker to cook yeah, i imagine yeah. as well and then the the yeah again you kind of the contrast between like you know the really soft burnt tomato mm. and the nicely done sausage and the crispy mm. onion and and yeah it's it's you know, and it literally takes, what, three minutes to cut it all up and put it on a stick. Yeah. So it's not like a big prep no. that you have to No, no, do. no. It's, it's a great entertaining idea, yeah. actually. If you're cooking on an open fire, do you have to do a bit of work getting those coals? Because you don't want to be cooking yeah, these on just flame, right. don't yeah, you? Yeah, 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 you want to be cooking yeah. these on coals. Yeah, so yeah. If, like, if you have a Weber, then that'll be the easiest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And also just in terms of ones that don't get cooked, you know that classic sort of Italian dish where you get fresh mozzarella with um, mm, basil yeah, and yeah. tomato. So yeah. I've seen a lot of people do that with like cherry tomatoes and then little baby sort of bocconcini yeah, and then yeah. put a little bit of basil between it. So that's a, a beautiful sort of like appetizer to bring to us food night and you don't have to cook that so you can be eating that while the the cooking starting for yeah. the cooked kebabs yeah or you could go crazy and cook it oh that would be good too i wonder what would happen to that mozzarella it might just melt you know so I, i'm not sure i'm not going to say oh, well, well, we'll get we, to we the halloumi to try. yeah the halloumi would be fine because halloumi will yeah. hold its shape yeah, yeah i've got no doubts but I've never tried to, to fry um, mozzarella, maybe. I reckon bocconcinis, if you don't have them on there for too long. Yeah, I reckon if you did it very quick yeah, just to get yeah. a little bit of chol on there. Yeah. Next recipe, we're going to look... I love this one. It's my is it favourite. Oh. It is my absolute... Well, it's my absolute most recent favourite. Yeah, yeah. I just don't ever want to stop eating it. It was so delicious. Okay, so it is spiced halloumi and watermelon on a skewer. Now, is it is it cooked? So you're cooking the watermelon? Yeah. Or do you cook the, put the watermelon on after? No, no, you put it Because that's a rule, isn't it? Like you're not going to actually cook the halloumi and then add the watermelon. It, it, no, it's no, all got to no, go no. together, so right? So you kind of yeah. have – and that one is a good one to do on double sticks. Okay. So you can – So it doesn't fall apart? Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. And so you kind of have like little rectangles of um, halloumi. halloumi and then yeah. you have little rectangles of watermelon and then you just keep repeating and then double stick it. And then – you coat them with a lot of this 
dry rub thing that has um, some mark in it and dry coriander. Um, like so, I always like roast the coriander seeds and mm. grind them, and then cinnamon. And I always use um, what do you call it? You know the one that's actually cheaper but more delicious, like, like cassia, like you know the bark. Cinnamon oh, bark. cassia. Yeah. So I use that and I roast that with the coriander, mm. and I use a lot of it, and a little bit of cayenne pepper and an absolute ton of black pepper. Mm-hmm. So you roast it all in a frying pan, and then just yeah. grind it quite roughly Mm -hmm. and seriously don't be stingy with the black pepper Mm -hmm. and then you give it a really good dusting both the the halloumi and the watermelon like you know make it look dirty with spice and then you (laughs) chuck it on the barbecue and it's the most delicious thing it's so yummy it is wow. just so yummy. And so it's like, mm. you know, the, the sweetness of the watermelon, the saltiness of the halloumi, the different textures, and then the kind of hotness of the pepper and the sweetness of the cinnamon. And it just all comes together in this fabulous experience. Yeah. What happens to the watermelon when you cook it? It kind of, how to describe it? It stays intact, obviously. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. And it's still juicy, but it's... Like it doesn't get, because yeah, like when I when I saw the recipe, I just been like, Ugh. Mm. <laughs> and I basically just cooked it to see what it would be like, because mm. I couldn't imagine watermelon off the barbecue, and um, no, it works, it totally works. It doesn't, so it, it still has that watermelon crunch inside, mm-hmm. um, and then it's burned on the outside, and it has a bit of crunch on the outside as well with the spice, because the spice kind of caramelizes mm. into the okay. watermelon surface and um yeah it's just delicious it's, okay. it's, it's like magic like mm. that's what i mean like i, I'm I gonna saw do the this recipe yep. i saw the recipe and i went like cray cray i'm gonna try it and um yeah it was like that stick fruit night that was everyone's favorite and wow. i just i now have um lumium watermelon <laughs> in the fridge <laughs> just whack it together um and are you finding these recipes online or you've got some cookbooks that you would highly recommend um i usually look online and then i just adjust like i just kind of okay. yeah, make yep. things up so like i use much more pepper and cassia than it says in the recipe and yeah but that's pretty much true for all recipes yeah. you can always just basically double the spices yeah. because they kind of dumb down all the spices for yeah, a, a western I kind of palate like yeah quadruple the spices and then double them again yeah, yeah yeah wow okay recipe number three kangaroo and macadamia satay i know i saw that i haven't made that one but that's yeah. i put that on there because i want to try that next and the the recipe I sent you is really fancy, but I reckon you can just like it make it does look pretty pretty fancy. Like, you know, juju, like yeah. um, but I reckon you can just like use your normal saute recipe mm. and just replace the peanuts with macadamias, and then just put in whatever kind of works with flavors, yeah. and then just because I think it's such a it's such an interesting translation from like chicken and peanut to kangaroo and macadamia. And yeah. I just really want to eat it. I want to find out what, what yeah. it tastes like. It's a funny one because just on my last show, I spoke to Dina, who, when we talked about Indonesian cooking, and so she's talked about at the end how much she likes to use kangaroo. And then she also talked about 
the fact that satay doesn't always have to be a peanut sauce. So it was really lovely seeing this and seeing it was like a, almost a natural sort of segue from mm. the previous show mm. into this yeah. show where you've got, you know, something that's a traditional or a classic Indonesian food and yet you're transposing it into like a Central Australian. Yeah. Although macadamias don't come from here, but still if there's still a... Yeah. Beautiful Australian nut. Yeah. I know. And then I'm kind of thinking because kangaroo can be so dry but then, you know, if you marinate it. Yeah, I'd be worried about that with kangaroo because it's, it's so yeah, lean. But and I can imagine a lot of the meats here, you're going to want some of the meats to have some sort of marbling or some sort of fat through them to keep them moist. Yeah, but with, with that particular recipe, it actually uses like half of what is going to turn into the satay sauce is like this really rich marinade. Mm-hmm. So you like really like so the the kangaroos coat it with you know this delicious richness before you put it on the barbecue and then you use the rest of it and make the sardine sauce Mm. to serve it with so so do you think something like this would you would serve that with a little bit of rice and then the idea is that you'd pull off all the kangaroo and actually eat it on a plate or do you think that you would be serving this and it being eaten on the stick where you can smell it and eat it at the same time well, I would eat it off the stick. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you could put little bits of like sticky rice squares in between. What if that would work? Go crazy, oh, <laughs> I'm very inspired. <laughs> okay, now the next one just really does my head in chocolate bacon sticks. What the? I know, right? I've got cousins in LA and um, we went somewhere and that was the first time. Like, sometimes the bakery has them now, but that was the first time that I saw um, a donut with chocolate and bacon and I just went like I gotta try this because like my cousin's kids and me we just have these competitions where like I talk about food that we have in Australia and they go like and then they kind of you know have just normal food like a donut with bacon and chocolate and I go like and um and so I tried it and it was so delicious so when I saw the bacon stick food thing it makes perfect sense so you kind of take the bacon and, and a lot of, I guess this is one of the kind of hipster stick food trends where you, what do you call it, when you have ribbons on stick food. So, like, you know, like it's oh, really yeah. good for, like, zucchini and eggplant. So or yubo or something yeah, like yeah, that. So yep. you, you um, pierce the stick through the ribbon so that, mm. that it kind of curls around. And so you kind of get a nice bacon and... and have like a ribbon per stick and then so it would be the streaky part of the bacon i imagine that long so you're weaving your skewer through that like a ribbon yeah and then what i like is you can give it a dusting of um, maple sugar or maple syrup or molasses like one of those you know really dark flavorsome sugars and um and it's put on the barbecue and cook it and then you just drizzle really good dark melted chocolate over it and it's pretty good are you serious yes yeah i okay. dare you just try it just yeah, no, try no, I'll it try. i would so try this young. because it's so wacky it might just work you know yeah and i quite like that sort of bacon with um, maple syrup on pancakes you know like that that i'm happy to have that you know so why wouldn't i just try a little bit of yeah. chocolate i mean it's probably the least healthiest <laughs> <laughs> of all the Truly recipes a long way the least healthiest i mean although it's, is it there with corn dogs and the uh, yeah. deep for top deep fried potato um whatever yeah. they're called well, on par things. with them probably. yeah 
Okay, prunes and dates in spec. I love the sound of this. This is like one of those old recipes, but yeah, it's um, yeah. been adapted, particularly spec. Um, well, I... Um, or pancetta. Yeah, pancetta yeah. or like, you know, any kind of... Because like in Europe, there's so many different types of, you know, thinly sliced pork things. Mm. Um, and I remember when I moved to Australia, I always had an issue with... Cause Australia, bacon in Australia is just like this <laughs> thick pink thing that's actually oh, no. quite oh. and um, and so I use pancetta in Australia for these things and one of my favourite tapas is dates or prunes in speck and it's actually much easier to cook if you put it on a stick because it doesn't like if you because otherwise you kind of wrap the you know date or prune in the pancetta and then you kind of keep wrapping and wrapping and wrapping and then you have like all these little balls and then you put them in a frying pan and then you have to like t turn them and then they kind of unravel and then there's like bits of pancetta and bits of this and if you actually just like wrap them put them on a stick wrap them put them on a stick you can cook them so easily and they just come out perfect and like so good for um you know we've got all the dates here as well have you tried mm. them with local dates yep yep and good? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. so I always have a big box of um, date farm dates. Yeah, are there any dates that you prefer this with, you know, like the... Oh, you the, the one of a jewel one. Like okay, yeah. Because yeah. some of the, I think the Bahi ones, I can't remember which ones I think. Actually, really it'd be really interesting. Like, what, I wonder what they would be like if you barbecued them, you know, like when they're still crunchy. Um, oh, yeah. That would be fun to yeah. find out. I mm. don't know. That sounds really exciting. Um, do you find that you eat enough? My, my worry with all this food is that like sometimes there's actually not that much food, and there's a lot of sort of um, not a lot of carb in, you know, it, these foods. In fact, they're very healthy foods because they're sort of mainly protein and, and vegetable, um, you know, carbohydrate. But do you do you think like if you're entertaining people, are getting enough to eat? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. No, that's what I mean. We've that. always had leftovers. Okay. And. Um, I mean, I guess it's like if you prepare all of them and you mm. cook all the time, then it's really boring. But if you tell everyone to bring their to own, to bring yeah. their own sticks, and it, then yeah. you know, you've just got such yeah. a variety and, and so and much. Really great if you're also, I suppose, catering for vegans and mm. and yeah, mm. people who are vegetarian yeah. because yeah. you can do lots of great things with tofu, tempeh, tempeh, yeah, on a and tempeh on a yeah, stick. Like yeah. oh, that would be so exciting. Yeah. Actually, the other thing we had last time because we had so much bok choy in the backyard, yeah, and we had to eat it before it all shoots. We actually had um, bok choy on a stick, mm. which was also, and then barbecue it, mm. and then just put sauce over, and that was good. Yeah. Um, what about kitties, having kitties around? Is there any danger apart from kitties securing themselves? Maybe you'll take the, take it off and depending yeah. on the age of the child. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so we're getting towards the end of the show, but before we do, we have to talk dessert. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, there is an obvious stick food that's a dessert and that's like a paddle pop. It's the ultimate liquid stick food, isn't it? There you go, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. 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 Like if you think about an ice block, that's actually your, your yep. it's lit, it's got the stick, <laughs> it's got the food. So I, yeah, when I thought about it, I thought, yeah, that is that's a classic sort of a paddle pop, mm. or you know, make your own, um, yeah, paddle pops as well. Yeah. Um, are there any other desserts that that you, that you've come across or that people have brought to your parties on sticks? Well, chocolate coated fruit. Of course, sticks, we talked so about the chocolate coated yeah. grapes before. Yeah, but then you can have like chocolate-coated fruit kebabs, which is like, you know, you kind of have pineapple, banana, strawberry, oh, yeah. mango. Um, on, on the fire on with the, those? No, no. Well, you could, That I would suppose. be nice on and fire. And then you, you 
um, yeah, coated in chocolate. And then serve it with ice cream. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that would be really yeah. nice. One friend of mine brought fruit kebabs that were coated in chocolate that alternated the fruit with little pieces of brownie. And then everything oh, okay. was coated in chocolate. So, you know, oh, it was hey, like... Yummy. Double insane. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. there's so much potential there, isn't there? And there's so much potential to actually be creative yeah. as well. And certainly sort of go online and have a look at some um, recipes for inspiration. But I suppose this is one of those types of food where you can really sort of try lots of different sort of – you can experiment yeah. and try lots of different flavours and, um, yeah, think, and think about that whole idea that when people are eating it, they get to smell it at the mm-hmm. same time. Well – I don't know about you, Yasmin, but... <laughs> yeah, let's go and cook. It's pretty inspiring. <laughs> if you're not inspired out there to go out and buy some bamboo skewers and put some food onto them, grill them and eat them this weekend, well, I don't know why you're listening to this <laughs> show, you know. Like, I'm absolutely inspired to go out there and do that. And as we're heading towards Christmas and the entertaining, you know, part of the year, like, this is uh, a and great... And we didn't even talk about prawn sticks because there's so much you can do with... Prawns on sticks. Oh, you mean like um, like mashed up prawns and oh, put just, on or sticks? Oh, like whole prawns and then oh, of course. marinate and put on the barbecue. And well, seafood, yeah. I think it's yeah. just such a fantastic yeah. thing to do um, yeah. on sticks and yeah. fish. Yeah, yeah. but um, do you put the skewer through like the backbone of the prawn and, and, and um, like um, grill it that way? Well, I think it depends on the size of the prawn and mm-hmm. on the amount of prawns you have and the size of the stick. So one way is to kind of do it... Like have the prawn horizontally and then just put the sticks through, so you kind of have like, um, like a flat prawn mm-hmm. kind of thing. But yeah, if you have the big ones, then you can do it vertically, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. And calamari, I imagine, would mm. be really good. Oh, so yum. Yeah. yeah. Maybe not crabs, or crab meat. No, oh, kind so of don't need to because you, you don't can need just use the crab. They are the just chuck it on the fire. <laughs> <laughs> don't need a stick. Stick food, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> wow. So much to do there. Okay. Um, and do you have any websites that you could recommend as a great starting point? Um, just Google stick food and take it from there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So apart from stick food, um, what are you cooking this weekend? Well, we're just harvesting the last of our kale. So we've got Tuscan kale. So I've got like about five different Tuscan kale <laughs> recipes that I want like to the try. Aphids, the aphids have got mine. I've just oh been pulling no. it out all week. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh. What are you doing with it? Because I, it, I love Tuscan kale, but I think there is a limitation to what you can do with it. Ugh, no, I'm blanking out. Um, oh, it's okay. Yeah, I put you on it. the spot, yeah. <laughs> but um, no, I'm just trying to remember the, fa- the funnest one, but... I yeah. can't. Anyways, there's so many fun kale recipes. Well, so many I, that yeah. I can't remember a single one. My favourite thing I do at the moment is just sauté grated uh, garlic. It's my thing at the moment. Like don't don't crush it and don't chop it, but grated mm. garlic and then add chopped up kale with a little bit of white wine, a little bit of water and just sort of like cook that until it's tender. Salt and pepper and that's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we've had that yesterday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then I made something similar today with roasted chickpeas and okay. um, cherry tomatoes in oh, there yum. as well. Yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah. So you've got a kale weekend coming out. 
Yep, it's going to be kale, kale, kale. Okay, please enjoy your kale weekend. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, we're going out tonight with yet another uh, stick food song and this is um, Black Stick by the Cruel Sea. Guest tonight has been Yasmin Mushabash. Thank you so much for your inspiration oh, around um, stick me. food. Remember, Food for Alice is on at the moment. Are you a Food for Alice uh, person? I always... And I'm not – I always miss out. I wish I was. Um, at heart I am. Yeah, you do have to be a very yeah. early riser. Yep. I'm going to see me. how I go. Yeah, yeah, no, I always plan to and then no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to Kitchen Radio. My name's Rita Katoni. Please tune in next week for a special show on cauldron cooking with Laurie May.